Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Jace, and this is the nosebleed section. I appreciate you for being here. Um, man, football season's right around the corner. Here we are. That's what we're going to be talking about again today. I'm excited about football, so we're going to talk about football. And today, we are going to talk pretty much strictly about the Buccaneers because I'm hype. All right, so um, again, appreciate you for being here. Sorry for a little bit of the layoff, and it's still kind of a uh, 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 uneven schedule. I really don't have one. You know what I mean? Kind of do it when you can. Uh, work's been super crazy, I'm sure, as all of you fine working class people out there may be experiencing. It can't, I, you know, hard to find people to, to work right now. So shop's been strapped, and yeah, I just get home, been tired. Anyway, enough of the excuses. Um, appreciate you for being here. It's the first time you're being here and you like it. Please uh, hit that follow button. I do much appreciate it. Um, if you've been here before, appreciate you for coming back. But again, yeah, uh, Buccaneers football today. That's what we are talking about because, I mean, let's just be honest. The Bucks are the favorite to win the Super Bowl, and they're going to do it. There, that's it. Wrap it up. End of show. They're going to do it. And, <laughs> and like, seriously, it's first time. Well, I, I guess, like, I was excited in 2015 when, the, like, the year Jameis came out because I really thought – I just had this weird feeling about Jameis. I'm like, man, I think this dude's going to do some crazy stuff. And he, in fact, did do some crazy stuff. Threw for 5,100 yards. I think – I saw this really randomly the other day, but I think that's, like, the – is top 10, 12, 15, somewhere in that neighborhood, most yardage ever. And it may be even higher than that. It may be even higher than that. It's like 5,100 yards. I, I want to say it was in the top 10, like somewhere in like the nine, eight, nine, ten 10 range. And like, cause I remember looking at it like, dang. But yeah, I feel like it was like 5,180 yards that he threw for. And I mean, air mailing it, dude can air mail it everywhere, right? But he will also throw you 30 picks in a season and, you know, at least for Tampa, lose you, what was it, 15 fumbles, something like that? It was absurd. But I do have a really weird feeling, like, beyond what what the game that you saw the other night uh, with him for the Saints where dude was out, the old famous Jameis out there throwing darts um, but that's what always happens to Bucks quarterbacks, right? They leave and then they go be really good and they win Super Bowls. Maybe Jameis is the next guy, not this year because Bucks got that one locked up. Like the with the roster, yeah, we're, we're gonna get into that, but that's what Bucks quarterbacks do, right? Doug Williams did it, goes to Leaves Tampa and goes to the Redskins. Well, the Washington football team, the Redskins back then. Um, wins two Super Bowls. Then you had Trent Dilfer left. Well, into the 99 season or 98 season, 99 season, something like that. He leaves, goes to Baltimore, wins the Super Bowl. It's like, dang, man. Now, the next one could be Jameis. But, oh, TB12 and, and the Bucks got this one locked up. I'm going to boast. I'm going to talk my shit. Excuse me. Excuse the pardon the French there. Um, but I haven't, I haven't, us as Bucks fans, we've not been able to do that ever. Ever. Like, like le- legitimately talk, right? Talk our junk. 
legitimately doing it. We haven't like we've never really been able to do it in in the, the, that I can remember. Like maybe the ninety nine season or the two thousand two season. But like even in two thousand two, did we really think we were gonna go twelve and four? I didn't. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? But here we were there we were. You know, twelve and four we win the Super Bowl. But this team here, like when you look at it, right, without an offseason, and and there's a couple of big factors that, that play into it. Right. I wouldn't I wouldn't be so confident. And I and I say they're gonna win the Super Bowl. I do feel they're gonna win the Super Bowl. If somebody held a gun to my head and said, Bet, you know, as Mike Greenberg likes to say, an amount of money that matters to you on who's going to win the Super Bowl, you got to do it, or I'm going to shoot you. I'm putting money on Tampa, right? And without an offseason, they were able to stack a lineup. Call it what you want. I mean, I don't care how they stack the lineup, but they got the lineup, right? I don't care if people took a little bit of less money to come play with Tom Brady. Not my problem, right? Um, But you look at that team, and they just got better. And better. They had their faults, right? They somehow managed to get to a seven and three record, lost a couple tough ones, seven and five. But from that moment forward, you, you start rattling them off. And you go all over, you take that all the way to the Super Bowl. So you, you go into, and everybody I think would agree that if you had to ask, the vast majority of people who the number two team in the NFL is. They're going to say the Kansas city chiefs. If they didn't say the chiefs were number one, in which case they may say the Buccaneers were number two. But like if, if you were to say the Buccaneers are locked at the number one team, who's the number two team, right? Who's the next best team. If Tampa were locked in as the number one, I, I think the vast majority of those people would say Kansas city. So that being said, we dismantled Kansas City, and I get it. They had some offensive linemen that were down. But now, <clears throat> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but now didn't they bring in two of those, at least two of those offensive linemen or three of those offensive linemen are new? I don't know. I don't – I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes and that kid. I mean, that man, that dude, whatever you want to call it. That monster. Right, and I think he's going to be good, and he's going to be able to propel a team – whatever team he's on, they're going to be much better, right, just because of him. But I got a weird feeling that a lot of these teams, right, they're going to start – they start catching up. They start figuring out how to beat those teams, and they start catching up. So, you know, the Warriors didn't look so vulnerable after a while, right? Or didn't look so – excuse me – looked a little vulnerable or looked, you know, didn't look at or look as invincible a couple of years after you saw it, even with KD, right? A couple of years after you saw it, you're like, well, dang, you know, maybe there's a formula to beat them now when they were hot, whatever. But <clears throat> I think, you know, those windows kind of shrink after a couple of years, right? Where they're just super dominant. But I think there's teams like the Bills and the Ravens and the Browns who are super fit to beat Kansas city, right? Because they play great defense and they're able to run the ball 
and that still stands as it did a hundred years ago in the NFL, how to win a championship. It stands true today. If you can run the football well and you can play good defense, you're going to win a lot more of your games than you're going to lose. A lot more. So those teams, because they can control the clock, control the pace of the game, keep their defense on the you know on the uh, on the sideline, and keep you know Kansas City's defense on the field. I mean, eventually these guys get tired. There's holes. There's only so many times you can hit Nick Chubb. So I think some of these teams are are closing that gap. And Tennessee is another one adding Julio Jones with A.J. Brown and the weapons they got. And, and Ryan Tannehill's for real, right? Ryan Tannehill will very quietly drop 300-plus yards and four touchdowns on you, as we saw last year. And those are the second-highest QBR in the league last year behind Patrick Mahomes. So they got a, they definitely got a team. But I think a lot, a lot of those teams are going to catch up. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if – you know, a, a Browns came up and knocked off Kansas City. Or the Bills knocked off Kansas City. You know, I, I don't think that's that far of a far-fetched thing. With Tampa, I think now you bring back all 22 starters. That's one of the biggest factors right there, right? You bring back all 22 starters, and now they have – they had all of last season obviously playing together – to build off of, and then you go into a full off season and then they're coming back and those defensive backs. Right. So Antoine Winfield jr. Was a rookie last year, but everybody else pretty much has been playing for a couple of years together. Right. Because Jason light knows how to draft one and realize that we need to draft some defensive back help because what was it in 2015? We gave up the most yards ever, most passing yards ever. You, I mean, people were throwing the ball all over on us. That was, I think, the year that um, the Falcons had us up like 49 to nothing or something like that in the first half. Made me want to cry. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, so, you know, you, you draft all those guys and you made great draft picks. And now all those guys have even more time. They've come into the league together, they're playing well. I, I just think this team is going to be scary good. Like, scary good. I mean, name name how you're going to... Name who stops it. Right between the offense and the defense. Because we're going to be able to run the ball. We've got the best wide receiver core in the league. And don't talk to me. Like when you talk Mike Evans, seven straight seasons of a thousand yards or more to start his to start his career. Everything coming out of Bucks campus, he looks better than he's ever looked. It looks like he's because remember now remember he still put up a thousand yards last year and he was hampered with a hamstring all year. He's just now getting into his prime. Mike Evans is 28, 29. He's now getting into the physical prime of his career. Now that window's three or four or five years. But you you could really see a monster, a true monster out of Mike Evans this year. Now, I think the one thing that swallows it up is Antonio Brown, but that leads into Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, and Scotty Miller. 
you better have four. I'm talking about four really good corners, and you better have really good coverage schemes. And you better have those corners and those defensive backs and those linebackers that are going to be out there in coverage and zones. You, They better be disciplined because if they're not, Brady and those Buccaneers are going to torch everybody. Then, again, maybe call it the, the Tom Brady blessing, but the Bucks, when when I looked or when I heard or whatever, the, when the stat came over, the fourth easiest schedule in the league, they are lining it up, lining it up for us to have a great season. Right? I don't – the Cowboys, okay, Dak's coming back. I don't trust the shoulder. That starts the game next week, by the way, seven days in a wake-up or eight days in a wake-up, whatever that is, right, on the 9th, next Thursday – or next Thursday evening. So I think obviously I, I think the Bucks are going to win that. Right, and that could turn into a shootout type game now. Don't get me wrong. That with that one hundred percent could. I just don't think Dak's shoulder is as okay as the Cowboys says say it is. Right, and I don't like the fact that he missed most of last year and then you know not a whole lot of playing time in the preseason. I'll tell you, I don't like that that a lot of teams did that. Right, especially with some of the some of these rookies that they may know are going to start. Like if I'm Urban Meyer in Jacksonville, I'm sorry, but Trevor Lawrence needs the reps. He's playing the first half of just about every game, you know, all three of those games because he needs the reps. Like you got to get those, you got to get those reps. You can't just, you know, have them play a series. And what was it? They had another, uh, what team are we watching? Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold with Carolina. You know, it's like, what were you doing? You're out there, you play the guy a couple series. All you saw him was in, was in training camp and a couple of, of you know, uh, uh, joint. That's the word I'm looking for, Jesus Christ. Um, a couple of joint practices, right? But everybody knows that those are set up. He's not getting hit. He's wearing the red jersey, right? He's not being touched. He knows that in the back of his mind he's not being touched. So you're. It, that's not really a good – Right, like you need to see the the playbook and the offense in a game feel, at minimum. Right, and let let him get into a rhythm. If you only if you only run the guy for a couple of series, I mean, is, the quarterback's really not getting into a into a rhythm, and then that hurts the receivers and everybody else that's got to build around that quarterback too. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But neither here nor there. And here I go off on one of my tangents, and I kind of forget what I was talking about. Anyway, um. But, I, okay, that's what I'm saying. So, I, I just don't like that, that the Cowboys didn't give Dak the reps, right? And I, I don't think it's all going to be there, not not week one. Especially not, 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 week, not week one, not against our defense. I don't think it's there. <clears throat> they may give it a valiant effort. They may put up, you know, 28 or so points. It may be one of those shootout games where it's a, you know, 42-38 game or a 38-31 game. I'd like not to see our defense let them put up that many points, but if, they do, so be it as long as we come out with a W, right? The Falcons, I don't think the Falcons are going to be very good. They're they're one of those teams that they got some names. I want to see what Kyle Pitts does, obviously being a, um, me being a Florida fan, but that's a W. The Rams is like the, the big test, right? Because I think that's the real – that is like our real competitor out there in the NFC that could legitimately take down the Bucks and go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, really. Because the Rams, that roster is loaded, loaded. And if you can keep 
Robert Woods healthy for a season, and if you can keep Cooper Cup healthy for a season, um, did they lose Cam Akers again? Did I hear something about that? Or is Cam Akers coming back healthy? I cannot remember. Yeah, Cam Akers is hurt again. That's right. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Now, they did pick up Sony Michelle. I do remember that trade. They picked up Sony Michelle from from uh, the Patriots. But had they had Cam Akers, it's even scarier. Because that's an incredibly good young back. Hopefully, he can come back healthy. But he has two pretty nasty injuries. Um, but that defense is going to be super scary. The offense is crazy good. They're the team in the NFC that, if you had to ask me, who has a legitimate, like a legitimate chance of taking down the Buccaneers and posing a threat to the Buccaneers and beating the Buccaneers in the playoffs, I think it's the Los Angeles Rams. <clears throat> Green Bay would be that next team, but I just don't. As good as Aaron Rodgers is, and as good as Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones are, and as good as that offense can be, I don't think the defense, when it comes down to it in a shootout game, can stop another team enough to let Aaron Rodgers go out and win a football game. Not when it, not when you're talking about at the highest at the highest heights, right? Not at the most pressure times. You know, you saw it, right? The 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 Packers. You know, come out and whop the Bucks in the regular season. Complete opposite in the playoffs, especially with playoff Brady. But they would be the second team. And then Washington, I think, is a dark horse just because how good that defense can be. They just got to figure out. Unfortunately, for Washington, the best choice they had at quarterback was Ryan Fitzpatrick. And nothing against Ryan Fitzpatrick because I think he's a super cool dude. I think he's a super smart dude. I think he's a a, a quarterback that definitely found and made a, a hell of a career. But I think between age and he was never really like that good to begin with. He's a good quarterback, right? He's a good backup quarterback. He's a guy you want in a quarterback room. He's a good dude. Like he's he's not a negative to your team, right? I think most teams would want Ryan Fitzpatrick as a backup quarterback. He's just not a starting quarterback. And you see the run that he had, you know, to begin the year with the Bucks. But eventually it's it, you know, he can catch fire and he played super solid with the Dolphins last year. I think he was really he really put together or was putting together a a a, a pretty solid year. But I mean, at the end of the day, they were bouncing back and forth and they put two in and it ended up going with two for a reason at a moment where really they were competing for a playoff spot. The Dolphins went ten and six last year. Missed the playoffs. So it wouldn't make sense if you really believe that Ryan Fitzpatrick could lead you into a playoffs to pull him and start Tua. So unfortunately for Washington, there's that. Now, I really like Cam Newton to Washington. Reunited with Ron Rivera. I don't know how that relationship was, but if it was a good relationship, I think that would fit well. Um, I think he could come in and be somebody who could run the offense, you know, right from week one if you needed him to. Maybe not prepared if he traded him today or tomorrow, you know. But I think he could jump right into it the second game of the season and, and be ready to to run the offense. Um, so I, I think Cam Newton there. But 
there's the whole vaccination thing, which I'm not getting into any of that, right? I'm keeping my opinion out of all of it, but um, at least on this podcast or whatnot. But that seems like it may be playing a factor in some decisions. Think what you want, say what you want, have your opinion about it. I'm not getting into it. Um, but back to the Buccaneers. So, so you keep looking, right? I just don't see a team that really is going to stop us realistically outside of the Rams. Now we're going to find out, you know, we got the Cowboys and Falcons at home and then in back-to-back weeks, they're going to, to the Rams in LA and then they come back. And I think that Patriots game is the Sunday night game, the Sunday night game. So, they play the Patriots week four in New England um, on Sunday night football. I think we win that game. The Rams game, realistically, man, to me, it's a 50-50, right? It's in L.A. Obviously, you know who I'm going with. But I think the Rams with Matt Stafford are going to be scary because I think Matt Stafford still got some good years in him. And that dude is a hell of a quarterback. They did a lot of good things with – Detroit throwing for 5,000 yards in Detroit. Um, we're close to 5,000 yards in Detroit. In Detroit. Anyhow, then we're coming back home to the, you know, to, to face the Dolphins. That's a win. I think, I, I, you know, the Dolphins are good. That defense is super scary. I didn't realize, I forgot they had Byron Jones. Their corners are Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. What is that? What is that? That's a team that can stop, maybe stop the Bucks passing passing game, but I think they could lock up most people's passing game. You got two corners like Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Because to me, I think Xavier Howard might be like quietly the best corner in the league. You just don't hear much about him because he plays in Miami. Same thing with Mike, Mike Evans in Tampa. Right? Generally, Miami wasn't very good. Generally, Tampa isn't good. They stink. So you never really hear about it. You know, Levante David is the same kind of way where he never really gets like that national and that nationally recognized credit because he was on a bad defense. But he, he was consistently battling um, Luke Kukley and, and uh, the linebacker from the Jaguars recently retired um for you know the tackles leader and he's always had great ball hawking skills he can make an interception he's athletic he's very Derek Brooks like and you can say that now about him because you have that body of work on him he's very Derek Brooks to me I think Derek was a little bit more naturally athletic but they're very very similar very very similar so but again, he played for the Bucks on a bad defense. He doesn't get that recognition. So I think Xavier Howard is the same the same way. But led the league in interceptions. You know, I mean he he's a lockup corner. So I, I think it's it's kind of one of those things that if you had to ask me, I mean, Xavier Howard, you got Jair Alexander up in Green Bay, Marshawn Lattimore. I think is one of the best corners in the league. Um, Jalen Ramsey. It's tough, man. 
that's what, that's what's got me excited about the NFL this year, man. I, I'm charged up. I'm trying. There's so much young talent, like young, exciting talent. It helps that my again, my Buccaneers. I mean, you're gonna hear me say this a lot. That the Buccaneers are good. But there's, that's man, that's got me charged up. <clears throat> We're gonna, and then we go to the Eagles. That's the um, eight twenty game on Fox. That's probably another Sunday night. They got a couple, a, a couple of different primetime games. Um, at the Eagles versus the Bears, that's a win. We beat the Eagles. So what? At this point, we're saying one, two, three, four, five, six, six and one. If we lose to the Rams, the Saints. I think we beat the Saints. Even in New Orleans, I think we get them. At Washington, that's going to be tough. That could be a game. You go from you know, at the Saints at Washington. That could be a game where you falter. So maybe say, was I seven and two? Homing us the Giants on Monday night. That's a win. Going to the Colts. That's another tough, tough game. Depending on who's a quarterback, right? If, if Carson Wentz is a quarterback, and I've talked my junk before about Carson Wentz, I never really thought he was. Outside of a flash in 2017, I never really thought he was that good. Um, but if he can come back and be that flash of 2017 Carson Wentz with Frank Wright, that could be a really scary team because Jonathan Taylor's really good. They got some decent receivers. They got a stout defense. That could be a team to watch out for. Again, you know, we come back, beat the Falcons, the Bills. See that's a that's a home game against the Bills. We're not we're not going to the Bills in the middle of December in Buffalo. But Bills are a good team. That's a toss up game. If you want to call that a win or a loss, I mean, I'm, two games against the Panthers late. That's going to be a treat. Being that I live in Charlotte or in the Charlotte area, be at the Panthers game the day after Christmas. That'll be a good time. Um, then the Jets and the Panthers. So you finish the season out, you know, Bills, Saints, both home games at the Panthers, at the Jets, and then, you know, back home versus the Panthers. I mean, 17 and 0, baby. No, but, but realistically, I mean, no, I, I really don't see any more than three losses. Unless unless you're having just a bad game or four losses. Four losses. Right? The Rams, that could be a loss. Got to watch out for that one. Got to watch out for the Washington game, the Bills game. And then if you want to give the Saints or the Panthers one game because they're a division, I just don't – I think the Panthers are going to be a lot better than people think. Right, so if we lose one of the division games, I think it's to the Panthers. I just don't think that. I think the Bucks are going to be that good. And then you, we, you know, we pick up a pick, Joe Tryon. That dude has been lighting it up this off season. You know, Jalen Darden. I think he's going to be a lot of a special teams guy, a lot of kick return, uh, returning type stuff. I mean, that's just where we are. They got Leonard Fournette. 
So looking at the depth chart now, <clears throat> Leonard Fournette looks like he's winning. He's winning or won the starting job over Ronald Jones at least as of now. Keyshawn Vaughn, you want to talk about somebody in my opinion that's kind of busty, right? He's busty. He is sitting. He was a second round draft pick. Second round draft pick. Third round draft pick. Excuse me. Third round draft pick. I was excited for him coming out of at a Vanderbilt. 5'10", 210, 215 pounds. I thought had a lot of good, had a lot of good moments when he was with Vanderbilt. Right? I think he's an explosive type back. But Lord have mercy, he couldn't get on the field. Now I get it. We get, you know, kind of maybe of a hard, a hard, uh, uh, running back room to get some touches in with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. But, man, they drafted you in the third round two years after they drafted Ronald Jones in the second round. So, obviously, they maybe not have had all that faith in Ronald Jones. So, you're telling me there's not a, a – I mean, to me, I'm telling you, kind of busty there. Right? I thought he was going to be a lot better than what, what he's shown. Obviously, you know, the receivers are lining up. Mike Evans is, is the number one. Still holding Chris Godwin at the number two and, and Antonio Brown at the three. And that's what's going to make this receiving course so scary is Antonio Brown coming out of the slot. Might be one of the scariest receiving thoughts in the league. Right, because he can play the outside just fine. But he can also play the slot. And from the time that he joined the team last year, he was Brady's second. As I was saying, before I was so rudely interrupted by the time limit due to Anchor by Spotify and its time restrictions on this podcast. No, realistically, I didn't... uh, I forgot. Uh, I didn't check my time there. You see that? See? See, we just had a rookie mistake. Rookie mistake live on the air. We're going to cut that. Um, and we're just going to roll right into to the second part of it. So what I was saying, from the time that Antonio Brown joined the team, he was Brady's second favorite target, one behind Mike Evans. Right? So you look at the receiving crew. They're all there. And then... Even a lot of the bench guys that we had are coming back. You know, your Tyler Johnsons, Nunez Roches is coming back, Kevin Menner, KJ Britt, <clears throat> excuse me, Mike Everidge, Jamel Dean. So there's a lot of bench guys that are there too that were there from the last season. Top to bottom, you can't really argue that the Bucks don't have the best, the best roster, right? You couple that with a pretty favorable schedule. Our tough games, our tough games this year are at home. Minus the the Los Angeles game. If you want to consider the New England game a tough game, cool. But Chicago at home, Miami at home, the Giants at home. Because I think the Giants gonna be better than people think. Buffalo at home. You know. So I don't I don't think that well, I think we got a pretty favorable schedule. Um 
And I think it just lines up, right? It just lines up for to be really a really good year. Are we the 72 Dolphins? Probably not, just because there's a reason no team's done it since 72 and no team did it before. Um, so, man, I may be wrong on that, but I think 72 Dolphins are the only one to go undefeated. So, either way, right, I'm excited about it. And it's the first time I've been excited about it in a long time. I mean, again, talk to me about who's going to beat the Bucks. In the AFC, I think you get – I really believe if you had to – if I had to take a bet on who would be the Super Bowl this year, I got a weird feeling about the Browns. I do. I got a really weird feeling about the Browns. I think the Browns are going to do it. I, I think it's their time. I think it's their time. So, I'm excited. I know I keep saying that, but we keep just drafting young talent. Coming off Super Bowl, the hype's just crazy. Bringing back all 22 starters, man, that was huge. Huge. Full offseason. I mean, you thought this team looked dangerous in the Super Bowl. They literally look better every week. They look better every week. We keep drafting more young talent. I'm excited about Joe Tryon. I want to see what he does in like real games, right? Real season games where he's going up against the number one starters and everybody's try harding and you know everything. You know things are on the line. I think he's going to be a good addition off the end. Explosive. We're in for a big season down in Tampa. Some. I guess admin notes, if you will. I did get the uh, the Facebook pages up, so I'm going to post this episode on a link. We'll share that on Facebook. So if you could go by, if you listen to this, again, smash the follow button. It's much appreciated to me. Um, appreciate you for being here. Uh, that's probably about all we're going to do today. I know I ran over. It was it was crazy. I forgot to, I forgot to keep checking the time, and I was getting ready to kind of start wrapping it up anyway. But I looked down to check it, and I, uh, you know, I was past it. So, anyhow, again, I uh, appreciate you for being here. So, the Facebook page is up. I'm going to post a link to this episode. Um, we'll start sharing the Facebook page. We'll start kind of doing some stuff like that. I've got everything I need, um, except I'm having a really crap of a time. I've looked all over my computer, and maybe I'm blind, but I've looked all over my computer. I can't find a USB-C port, so I need to find an adapter for USB-C port, Best Buy or somewhere, Amazon. I just could actually order it. But maybe I'm going to try to do something with some video thing too. Um, so I can see my, like I said, see my ugly mug. Uh, maybe do like a, a like a stream thing on Twitch where I play some Madden. If any Madden players are out there, I play on PC. I'm not really sure if Madden is a, a cross-platform thing, but I'm going to get the Twitch going again. Um, so we'll be playing some Madden, some 2K, um, some NCAA, or excuse me, um, FIFA. I wish they had NCAA. Oh, they do have the Campus Legends thing out in Madden right now that I will be playing a little bit later on. I'm checking that out. That looks pretty fun, man. The, the UFC Trojans, some of the legends on there. They got like Leinert and Keyshawn Johnson and uh, uh, Reggie Bush and a handful of people in Florida. They got um, Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony and Tim Tebow and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh, LSU's got a team. Oklahoma's got a team. That Oklahoma team is tough. 
Texas has got a team. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty dope. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on there and mess around with that some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, so if you can come through, um, give the Facebook page a like, give the podcast a like if you're new around here. If you're not new around here and you've been here before, much love, man. Again, I appreciate everybody that does take a time out of the day to stop by and take a you know take a listen. Figure out what I'm doing. As y'all can see, I'm still working out the kinks, but it's just fun. Um, I'm gonna try to get more of a consistent schedule and like I'll use the essentially just end up using the Facebook, uh, the Facebook page to keep a lot of that kind of stuff updated or whatnot. So that is that for the day. Love you guys. Appreciate you. We're going to be back here in a couple of more days. We'll, we'll, you know, kind of the next one, I'll maybe talk about the rest of the stuff in the NFL. Some of the kind of the top stories leading up into next week's opening game Tampa Dallas in Tampa Thursday night it's gonna be fire gonna be fire all right anyway y'all be safe out there be good to somebody love y'all be easy peace